You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Shalom to all. Hope everyone is doing amazing. Thank you so much for tuning back in to another episode of the Torah Sparks Podcast. I would like to share with you an epic story of inspiration and divine hashkacha that took place not too long ago. So there I was at a park. I know. Sounds exciting, right? And after an intense game of softball, yes, softball can be intense, so I walked back to my car, which was parked on the side of the road about a thousand feet from the field. I reached for the door, but my car door was locked. Nervously, I checked my bag, but no keys to be found. And to make matters worse, everyone else already had left. I couldn't get a ride home. What was I going to do? I was annoyed, but determined. And I decided to retrace my steps. It was honestly a bit depressing, realizing that my car keys could literally be anywhere on the grass in the massive park. I mean, like, where, like, it could be anywhere, right? I couldn't even, I couldn't even panic. I didn't have a panic button to press. I walked all the way back to the field, sat on one of the dugout benches, and looked at heavenward. And I said the following. I said, Hashem, this is completely in your control. Please help me find the keys. And I said a special prayer and continued searching. And if I were to tell you what happened next, you might fall off your chair. And I recommend, therefore, you stand up before I tell you what transpired. Lo and behold, it was crazy. I said this to Vila and I did not find my keys. That's right. The keys were not found. In fact, I had to call my wife to ask her to pick me up. And I'd like to point out something which may, which may honestly cause you to raise your eyebrows. But I think once you let the idea settle, so will your eyebrows. I believe that the story contains just as much hashkacha had it ended slightly different. Right? Imagine it ended, and all of a sudden, Elioah Navi rose out of the grass, holding my lost car keys, and I drove home with joy, and Ori Strum lived happily ever after. Imagine that was the end of the story, right? Well, there's a message in that, and yeah, wow, I davened, I said the tefillah, and Elioah Navi came, and, and, and you know, there was this old lady who happened to just arise from the, the dust and return my key. But that's not how the story ended. The story ended by me not finding the keys. I didn't find the keys. It was inconvenient. I had to call my wife and she had to come out and pick me up. It was inconvenient. I didn't find the keys. But there's such a crucial message. There's such, excuse me. There's such a crucial, crucial is a hard word to say in a podcast. My gosh, but I'm not going to edit. There is such a crucial message that too often we overlook. You know, Hollywood has taught us that unless a story ends with, and they lived happily ever after, then it's depressing. It's pointless. It's horrific. In Judaism, we believe that everything that happens is for the best. Called Avid Rahman al-Tab Avid. And even if we do not understand it, Hashem was with me the entire time, even though I did not find the missing keys. To understand that we don't understand is one of life's most fundamental challenges that we must strive to overcome. Humans have a tendency to want to understand everything that happens in their lives. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? And But we have to start... Stop asking the why and start asking the what. Okay, what can I do now 
How am I going to react to this situation? It's easy to get bogged down because the reality is we simply cannot and will not understand everything. Eventually, a buildup of many unknowns and unresolved difficulties can cause a person to simply uh, do something called yush and give up and give up on God, give up on family members, and give up on oneself, chasashal. But the Torah's approach, and we said, read about it in last week's parsha, Parshas Chukas, about Zos Chukas HaTorah Shetziv Hashem Limor, that the Parah Duma is the quintessential chok. It's, the, it's, the, it's a chok. It's something that we don't know. It's something that we don't understand. It's a law in the Torah that we don't understand. But the fact that we don't understand it does not take away from the next words in the Torah, realizing that it's still in the realm of Shetziv Hashem. This is what God wants. And this is still part of what he wants to be going on, to be happening. Part of our journey through this, you know, temporal world is understanding that we don't have to understand everything. Yet at the same time realizing that Hashem is with us, holding our hands along the way. Whether or not we find the missing keys, honestly, is completely irrelevant. Hashem is still with us. And Ashkacha Pratis is still taking place so deeply at, at our very essence, at, at our very core, and who we are. And on some level, you know, connecting it to this week's parsha, Parshas Balak, in chapter 22, verse 2, the Torah tells us, Vayar Balak ben Sipor eskalashir asa Yisrael Amori. Balak, the son of Tzipor, saw all that the Jews had done to the Amorites. Yes, the Jews had overcome the Amorites. They defeated them. But think about it. It was Hashem who assisted them in doing so. In fact, you had to try really hard not to see Hashem's involvement. It was that big of a miracle. It was that big of a nace. But that's exactly where Balak went wrong. He, he failed to see that Hashem was with us. He failed to notice Hashem's hashgacha. Let us remind ourselves that Hashem is always by our sides, no matter what, right? It says, Vayar Balak ben is kosher asa Yisra, all that the Jews did to the Amorites. What happened to Hashem? Where is Hashem? If you, in fact, if you contrast the same Pasuk to the Pasuk in Yisra, right, it says that Yisra's heard, everything that Hashem did to the Yisra. He saw everything that Hashem did. There was Hashem in the picture, right? They both, these were two people, Balak and Yisra, who both witness something miraculously happening to the Jewish people, yet Balak in our parsha fail. He just says he saw all that the Jews did to the Amorites, failing to see the Hashem in the picture. Yet Yisro saw his closer as Hashem. I was able to see, wait a second, there's someone involved over here. There's some being greater than humans involved. There's a God. And it's our job to notice Hashem even in moments where we don't understand even in moments of chukim, and even if we don't understand what's going on and we cannot seem to find our missing keys, Hashem has our backs. And Lamaisa, living happily ever after, comes from this notion by realizing that Hashem has my back and that no matter what, He's involved in every moment and every second of my life. I hope you enjoyed this content. hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Torah Sparks Podcast. If you like this, please rate, please review. Don't forget to go out, purchase your copy of my new book, Ready, Set, Grow. I think you'll gain from it. I think you'll learn from it. I think you'll ultimately grow from it. And without further ado, have an excellent rest of your week.